Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves, hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. I would like to begin by paying my respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional custodians of the land on which I am coming to you from today. Land where at Brainwaves we tell our stories, and land where the traditional custodians have told their stories for many, many years before us, and continue to tell their stories. I would like to pay my respects to Elders past and present, and acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners who are listening today. Hi, just a little reminder, this is part two of our interview with Tash. Welcome back to Brainwaves on 3CR 855 AM on your dial. My name is Swick Manning and today I'm here with Tash, a chronically ill and disabled human and a crafty extraordinaire. And on that note, because we've just started talking about porn in suburbia, which is obviously sort of this beautiful creative outlet that's spawned out of this very dark situation that you were in, um, can you kind of describe, I guess, a little bit more about what porn in suburbia is and from a mental health perspective, how that has maybe helped you to process or continues to help you to process what's been going on with your body. Yes, basically, um, after, after like after I just started, you know, selling some knickknacks on eBay that I found, and I really wanted to like I, I was really enjoying it. I wasn't like a, I wasn't under a name or anything like that. It was just like something I did every now and then. And when when and if if something sold, I was like, yay, back to the op shop. I'll buy more things. <laughs> Um, and it got to the point where um, I was really missing being creative. So before um, I uh, was disabled, I had gotten into RMIT fashion school, which is a really hard fashion school to get into. This is the best one in Australia. And unfortunately, I had to drop out. I'd been sewing for um, about 20-odd years, and I sewed a lot. And I'd, I'd done other creative things in the meantime. Um, I'd Unfortunately, um, sewing... Um, I had to let that go. That's something I had to let go. Um, I, um, I can't. I'm. Yeah, it was. I still mourn it because I was. I. I loved sewing. It was. It was my. It was my jam. It was. Um. It was something. I. I was really good at. T- I getting old duna covers, turning them into dresses. Like I had to, like the best thing I ever designed was like a 1930s style formal gown. It's like satin dark emerald green formal gown that I. I, I wore to. Um, um, my ex's um, sister's wedding and I it was beautiful like pin tucked at the front with the waistband and like that nice oh yes okay I'm I'm, I'm getting I'm getting getting dreamy now <laughs> um so basically um I'm I couldn't sew but I knew I had to do a lot of other stuff like jack of all trades master of none um I, I'd, I'd done a lot of crafty stuff in the past like I always it was the go-to gal for like friends donating costumes and outfits and um, I'd done jewelry making. I like a, a, in high school and like um out of um out of um like a, just as as hobbies and you know um I always have a million and one little crafty ADHD hobbies going on. So I was like, well, I'm gonna uh, just 
I think it's all started with um birthday coming up and um there was earring I was going to make some Paul McClay earrings for um I think it was my, my mother in law's birthday and of course I can't do things by halves so I made eighty pairs of earrings in <laughs> like I gave her like I think it was like fifteen or twenty to choose from I think I just gave her twenty like <laughs> because I just couldn't once I started again I couldn't stop I found something I could do. Like, I hadn't done anything of any value or that made me feel good about myself or, like, I'd achieved anything in so long. Like, so, like, sitting on the couch being able to, like, make 80 pairs of earrings, I literally am addicted to it and can't stop, was the, I was addicted to that feeling, that feeling of, I can do something. I can, I can, like, I hadn't, I hadn't felt that in so long. I was like, yep, I'm hooked, new feeling, done. Um... So I had all these spare earrings <laughs> after that. And I was like, I really like this. Like, um, I'll, I, I was up putting them up on my Instagram and so many people were like, can I buy some? Can I buy some? I really want to buy your earrings. Have you thought about selling them? And I'm like, it never even occurred to me. I just like the making. I just like the process. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, if some like, I'll, I saw a couple on just Instagram, just friends, just wanted, well, I, like, just like, reaching out to me and, and like, them and either the hearings so i um as as any sort of self-respecting and um, uh, like hyperactive impulsive adhd i decided to open an Etsy <laughs> put all my earrings on that and i uh, it was it was it was great and i was meeting and like i was meeting lovely beautiful people from all around the world selling them these dang earrings i made on the couch while i was when i was, I was conscious and not napping it was and they like it was it was it was great. I was like I I want to I want I want to keep doing this. I do so many other things. Like I paint things. I paint mugs. I I like upcycle clothes. I I'm like I can utilize this. I can do something with this idea. Like and thus Port and Support Baby was born. Like I love finding things and I'm utilizing secondhand items. Um, like recycled clothing especially is a big one. Recycled jewelry is a big one as well. I recycle all the pieces and parts you can use. Um, I replace all the alloy with um, usually stainless steel. When I do stuff with the alloy, let, let's face it, no one likes to have like green earrings that are all faded. Um, so um, like I swap out what I can use, or, yeah, use and the rest gets recycled. Um, when I when I when I sell, um, I think I, the, I had this beautiful denim jacket that I sold. I sold it to a, a potato farmer in WA who was literally um like was like like messaged me privately and said I'll offer you more money if I can have that because there were a couple of people interested in this jacket. And it was like a hundred and eighty dollar jacket at the end. And it was a four dollar jacket from the op shop. And that I'd paint hand painted and put on a bunch of um sequined pleats on the back of it. Um I think it had like the Virgin Mary with like a pack of Marlboros and some evil eyes and uh, and like some tiger like Asian tigers down the sides and it was just a mishmash of like hand painted and um a pleats and she loved it she said she sent me a message afterwards of her in her tractor in wa farming potatoes with her bling jacket so it was amazing it was a it was a great moment and i kept i was addicted to it and like you don't understand like uh, oh you probably do but like <laughs> like when you had all your meaning taken away from you can't work anymore you you can't see your friends anymore because you're immunocompromised so you don't see people i basically I, I wasn't kidding when i said i'm a herb i I ninety nine point nine percent of the time I'm at home. Like I, I stay away from people because I have to, and I also can't go anywhere really alone because um, I get dizzy and um, I can't walk very far. And like it's like it's hard to go meet people. It's hard to 
connect people again. I don't have a job, so I've got no routine. Like, and I can't study anymore. Like, I had like like I had to. I had nothing. I was running on nothing. And like, you don't realize how much you need purpose. It doesn't matter what it is. The purpose is you need it. Like you need it. Like you need air in your lungs. And um. I was addicted to the feeling porn that Verbier gave me. I was addicted to the feeling of having purpose again and having a place and having something I could pour energy and time into that was rewarding um, and helped me grow. And um, minus a little setback last year, I got COVID and a long COVID. I had to unfortunately shut my shop up and uh, create. And once again, mental health on the toilet because I didn't have porn and suburbia. Like, what's what's the key feature here? Porn and suburbia literally keeps me going. Like, <laughs> I need it. I need it. Like, I need air. Um, basically, um, I've relaunched my website now, um, and I've started creating again. Um, and I'm, I'm loving it. I'm like, it's not a money-making thing. It's not, I'm not in this for, for, for like, you know, to become a millionaire. It's not possible though. Market is oversaturated. People doing creative stuff with amazing, amazing things. And like, but I'm doing it because I need to be doing it. I need something in my life that fulfills me that's not ba- like I can't it's not you know, based on my partner or my friends I need to be fulfilled on my own I need to have have that purpose and run and like it doesn't matter if I only sell two pairs of earrings in a month I uh, like I I like I usually sell more than that but like <laughs> it's just I don't I don't care if that's if that's the case because it's more it's more the the, the process the process is vital to me waking up and feeling like I've got a reason to be here in my day and you can't fool yourself I can't tell myself my life has meaning if it doesn't um and um yeah so um I basically I I run a small business to get you know for my mental health (laughs) um I yeah I um I I do this for for a for a, a desire to be connected to people and the world and to have have meaning and have an outlet for like I'm connected to a feeds machine 18 hours a day. I sit down a lot and I can't move around a lot. Um, what am I uh, like? Netflix is that can only help you so much. Like you've got to have purpose. You've got to have drive and ambition and just it's, it's just, and like and that's what it does. I like I like oh so, so today I've got to do social media. Today I'm going to make this. Today I'm going to make that. Today I've got to do an upload and upload all everything to the store. Like it's um it fills my days and gives me purpose and and gives and and just makes everything just makes everything a bit sunny up um i don't know where i'd be if i couldn't if i couldn't make things i'd probably probably lay down and die if I, i'd probably keel over and die if i wasn't moving and making things <laughs> i love that you've got that outlet and that it's something that you've been able to pursue and i can completely understand that it's so <laughs> important to have purpose and so important to have something to to channel it into and I think to be really clear about where you put your energy, you know, it's got to, like when you when you are energy limited because of whatever's going on with your health or your mental health, you've got to pick the exact right strategic thing to place yeah, your yeah. energy in because it's got to give you energy back. So if it's something that takes from you and only takes from you, can't have, you can't have it in your it's life. You. Just don't have you. for it. It ain't for me. If, like literally, I, like a finite amount of energy, I, I like, you know, Limited or like you know, basically limited amount of fucks to get. Like, I, I save them. I cherish them, and I, I like. I no longer have room for anything that's not meant for me. And I, I didn't have this this attitude before. I used to be very. Uh, my anxiety just sort of like always half resolved itself by becoming disabled. How weird is that? Like, I'm not anxious about half the stuff that I used to fuss about. Like, 
Like, I just don't care. Like, I don't have the energy to care. I have a finite amount. I'm going to put it into things, people that don't want to be around me, into things that make me happy, into the life I want to live. If and if and if I don't like it's I don't, like it, before I would have fussed and been like no I can't do I'm just stressed about it no nah. no nah. bye bye like just don't care no more <laughs> I guess that's one of the the funny and strange things that can come out of a chronic illness or a disability is that it sort of cleans the slate or as I say weeds it yeah. removes the weeds you no longer worried about all of clarity it's like everything becomes clear the like the value of your time your energy your life. Um, your heart, like, just the the the, just it just becomes everything becomes more clear, and that's that sounds horrible. It's like everyone should just be chronically ill because you just get a really nice, you know, frame of mind. Like, <laughs> but that frame of mind comes at a price. That frame of mind comes from a place of pain and struggle. Um, and and because you, like you, the last thing you want to do when you're in pain and struggling is focus on your pain and struggle. So you fill your life with beautiful things and beautiful people and things that mean something to you because. Your day is, it's um probably you know something no no one neurodiverse no, like neuro un, like neurotypical um un, like healthy person can understand like mm-hmm. I, like my days are hell but I'm really happy so <laughs> <laughs> exactly because you find that you find the value in the joy and the things that you specifically choose to do it's not things. You know, there's there's something that comes out of every single day now that is like that's the thing, that's the thing that was good, and yes. you value it so much higher because all the other stuff around it is so incredibly challenging. Yeah, like if I I, I read I read down my self care journal, I read back on it sometimes, and like the things it's hilarious. I'm starting to like think it's hilarious the things I'm writing, like the grat- the gratitude journal bit, because I'm like I'm looking at so the most random. I'm like, what the hell happened that day? So like one day I was really thankful for stationery. And like, like, I'm really thankful. I was really thankful for label makers. Um, I'm like, I was, I was like really into like making labels that day. And I'm like, you're hilarious. Like you, you like you, you find something to be good in every situation. I'm like, that's good. That's something good you can on. You can like yourself for that. That's a good thing to like yourself for. Absolutely. <laughs> that's why those kinds of things. Even if it's time, so find the good thing. If your day is so bad that you just like, oh, everything's terrible. I ne- I never say everything's terrible or every shit. I just write everything off. It is just. Like, there's always something good to find. And if you're going to look for the negative, that's all you're going to see. But if you're looking for the good, there is always some good. And it doesn't matter what it is. My cat sneezed the other day. It was the cutest thing in the world. I wanted to cry. That was my good for the day. It was a sneeze by a cat. Like, I found my slippers the other day. I've been looking for them for ages. I found my house keys after eight months of not having house keys. And I didn't replace them because I'm that kind of person. I just <laughs> waited for people to be home. Um, I found them after eight months. It was the best day ever. They were in a pocket in my craft room. Of a jacket on the floor that was hidden under stuff. <laughs> I fully get it. I fully get it. I, like there is joy. There is so much joy to find in a in a life in anyone's life, but especially in a disabled or chronically ill life. And and you got to like it. Like you got to start stop and get out of your pain and head. Like just to go right. No, there is good. Like yes, I'm in pain. Yes, it's hard. Yes, I'm lonely. Less. Yes, I'm scared. But like you know, the cat's neat. Like, like and it's some cute and it just makes the the whole day and, and it's like, it's like like it's and then people don't understand how much like like i like i it looks like it like people are just like you're just weird adhd crazy crazy person who just ma- make you know who doesn't really have lots of deep like I, i've had people tell me that i like oh you mustn't do it do you think it's really deeply and existential that stuff i'm like no i don't like i'm aware of it i'm aware of deep existential thinking but Usually that leads to me thinking about death, and I don't want to think about death. 
Um, I prefer to think about light frivolous things because I am there is so much dark in my life. Um, I don't need to create dark in my life or like moodiness or, th- or deep, deep existential thought because I have a lot of those anyway. There are plenty there. What I need to create in my life is happy moments, like sunlight and 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 good things. But like that's what my life needs. Like, that's what my life needs more of. So that's what I focus on. And I love that. I love that you do that. And I think it's such an important sort of valuable, really a summary of what people can do if they find themselves in that situation. And really that's one of my questions that I was just about to ask you really is, you know, because there are so many people, particularly now with people experiencing long COVID, you know, long COVID myself, a lot of people have got it. There's, they don't really have any help. They're struggling with diagnosis, you know, all of these things that go along with it and have gone along with chronic illnesses and invisible illnesses and disabilities forever and ever and ever. And they're asking themselves the same questions, you know, what what do I do every day to suddenly live this life? Is this a life that's worth living? You know, like, how do I do that? And you've sort of talked about purpose and things like that. If there is somebody listening today that's maybe at the very, very start, they're just finding themselves part of this chronically ill, disabled community for the first time, and their days are just really long and challenging and hard, what is one little tidbit of advice that you could give them about an approach or a thought or an action maybe that they could tackle today just to try and get through that one day at a time? I'd say hit me up so we can do craft and be friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's usually my advice for everything. Come do craft with me. It'll be fine. It'll be great. Um, basically, <laughs> um I've I've actually had a, a friend recently who um, was diagnosed with stage four cancer, and um, she's been like pretty much mostly uh, mostly healthy, and she sort of just found herself thrown into this boat. And I found myself reaching out to her um, because I know how jilting it can be um, having your life change like that, and sometimes it's hard to know what to say and who to say to. Like you, be- um, your usual friends sort of you become unrelatable to them. Um, and you lose a lot of friends. I've lost more friends than I can count. Like because either they can't they can't make the concessions required to maintain our friendship, or um, they just dropped off. They weren't apparently weren't very good friends to begin with. But the advice I gave her, I didn't really give advice. I just sort of I don't want to seem as I'm like a, I didn't want to seem all like I'm you know I'm the gatekeeper of like you know information and wisdom about being disabled. I definitely ain't no expert, but I definitely ain't no rookie either. But <laughs> um, I um, said to her that um, it's okay. Like, it's like I'm not going to, like, I tell what was I going to say? I said two things. I said, you're going to hear um, this, you know, the rigmarole of the old hat game of you're, you're so brave, you're a soldier, you're fighting this good fight. Like, and you feel like every time someone says this, you feel like a giant fraud because you ain't fighting shit. You were literally doing a lot of napping and just going to appointments. You're doing what everyone does in their life, um, except it usually involves, you know, you know, you have to do this or you die. <laughs> but, like, it's you feel like a fraud. You feel like you should be doing more because these people are expecting you to be, like, you know, this, like, to, 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 you know, you know soldier on and and you feel like you should be doing more. Like, like they're... The truth is there ain't no big war. There's no fight. You're not a soldier. You're just keeping on keeping. You're literally just putting one foot in front of the other because it's lit- it's harder to lay down and die than people think. Like, 
you just keep doing what you have to do. Like you can't just lay down and die. You can't just get bored after two days and have to get up. Like you, you have to just keep on going. Like you just keep on going. You, life goes on. The world is still turning. So whenever someone says that, it's more for the people saying it. They have to have that, like it's more to comfort them than it is um, comforting to you. But just thank them for their kind words and thoughts because otherwise you're going to throttle someone because you will hear it a million times. Um, um, the, other, the other thing I'd say is it's okay. Bad days are okay. It is okay. You can't, like, people, like, every time you get a bad day, you sort of, like, you, you can't, you don't, you know, there's the opportunity to spiral. But it's okay. It is just a bad day. Your body needs rest. Your body is telling you something. Your body is telling you you need downtime. Just listen to it. Stop fighting it. Like, you're already, you know, you're fighting it anyway because you're sick. So you might not know. Don't instigate more arguments with your body. You're not going to win them. Like, just rest. Have your bad day. Have a slug day. Just, you know, you you get back to some sort of normality. You know, bad days don't last forever. It literally is a day or two or a week or two. Even bad months, like it is just a month, and it's okay because it, there is so much good in and in everyone's lives that they are usually unaware of or. Um, oblivious to or refuse to see like there is so much potential in everyone and good in 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 your in your life like you're just gonna keep on keeping for the good stuff and you, that's another thing about being sick like you've got to make the good 10 times more good to balance out how bad the bad is so i yeah i own six ball bounds i have three tiaras I have a huge wardrobe. I cha- get changed maybe four or five times a day because otherwise I just wear trackies all the time. And who wants to do that? That's depressing. I have like a very loud outfits. I wear, or, like the best thing about my platforms, they never wear out because I never wear them outside. I never find them. I've got shoes that I live. The resale value is great on those if I'm ever in a, in, in a, in a, sell them in a gym. Like I, I, I love to play dress up. I always have. I love to wear my ball gown and my Ugg boots. Dev knows it's a bad day if I'm shot. He's in a shuffling around the house and sees a big gown going behind me, you know, behind the door. It's me wearing ball gown, wearing my Ugg boots, having a bad day. Like, like I, I do ridiculous things. Like, I've, I had a photo shoot for my um, birthday about a year and a year and a, two years ago, and I was it was ball gowns in the front yard with Yara we taking prom photos. Um, the neighbors were taking photos of us taking photos. They thought it was ridiculous. Like, all these white girls doing now, like ball gowns in the front yard on a Wednesday. So you. You gotta make you happy. You gotta go to the op shop. You've gotta go to the bookshop. You've gotta go to Office Works because you love to look at pens. Like you, you've got to do these things. Like it sounds ridiculous. Like that's how you're gonna spend your time. But it's important. It's a maintenance thing. You've got to maintain your mental health because that's all you've got. You've gotta like life's not gonna stop being any harder just because you're miserable. It's actually just gonna make it more like more hard for you. You've got to you know find that good everyone knows what they like everyone does whether they say it or not being dismissive or um, and uh, or very depressed and oh, i don't like anything you do there is something that fuels you there is something that makes you feel good and you've got to find that um because you know that there are hard days coming there are always hard days coming being disabled and chronically ill those hard days um um difficult to explain to someone that's not ill like it's we know we know what's ahead. We know what we face. So, you know, you've got to work on those on on your on your space. So I I I you can see 
like I know you can't, no one can see, but like my my, my um, house is like decorated in this weird kind of witchy slash kind of academic academia um, slash sciencey slash boho slash seventies vibe. It depends what room you're in. But I went all out in decorating this space, and I'm and like I love it. I love the space I've made. It is a space my friends will welcome in. It is a space that I spend most of my time in, in four walls. I love it and I love being in this space. You've got to make your, your space a physically nice space to be in because then you're mentally in a better place being there. It's somewhere somewhere welcoming so the people that I do have in my life, I can bring them there and they, they feel safe. Like it's uh, mi casa, su casa, and they totally, it, I totally mean it and they totally feel it. And so I love having people here that enjoy the space with me. Um, and that, that was really important too. Like you've got, like there's all these little tricks you can do to just, Make it easier for yourself. Like, if I have a bad day in this in this room, like, check it out. Like, I've got cool books on tarot. There's a cool, like, skull head over there. I've got a curiosities cabinet that's got a dinosaur tooth in it. Like, I'm I'm, I'm fine. It's, I'm going to be fine. There's a dinosaur tooth over there. We're going to be good. Like, it's, yeah. it's Yeah, you've got to create the environment. Yeah. And you've got to make your own yourself in. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. And I think you've just... Again, you've highlighted so many really good points, but all of those things really come down to that fantastic self-care in the end because that's what it is about, you know, whether it's how you've decorated it or putting on a different set of clothing or picking some music or sticking a disco ball on or looking at pens or whatever it is. <laughs> it's totally all good. these tiny little things that help you to feel like you are still the person inside living inside the body and I think that's such an essential thing and I thank you very much for sharing all of that because I think it's so incredibly important and on that note Tash we do have to wrap up our time together but I'm so incredibly thankful that you've shared your story obviously it is quite harrowing but it's not uncommon unfortunately for so many people I know many people will be resonating with the things that you shared um, today and also some really poignant advice that you've given as well I know everyone who is listening at home, you need to check out Corn in Suburbia. Please, please, please go on, support Tasha's work. She's so cool. There's so many creative things there, um, like a billion different earrings, for example, that you need to have for your lobes. And for anyone that has lobes or knows someone with lobes, they need to get on and get some stuff from Tash. So we will, of course, have those links up so that you can follow through as well. And Tash, thank you again for spending your very precious spoons and energy with us, us on the show today. Oh, happy to do so. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Now, of course, remember, everyone listening, you can catch us same time, same place next week. And also all the replays of our shows are up on the podcast page on 3CR and also on Spotify. And as I sign off today, I'd like to, of course, remind each and every one of you that your mental health is of equal importance to your physical health. So if you are yet to do so today, please bring the two into harmony together and shower yourself in the kindness that you so easily give to other people by taking a nice big inhale, lovely deep exhale, and just remember that you are valuable and wonderful just as you are. I look forward to joining you next time on Brainwaves. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.